America. I'm Ian. And I'm Liz. And today we have a very special episode. A roundtable with members of the cast and crew from season one of Space America. Woohoo! We are joined today by William Mead. Hello. Who played Paz. Allison Headley. Hi. Who played Sin and Cynthia. Stephanie Miles. Hello. Who was Evelyn Kennedy of the Kennedy Kennedys. I was. And two-time very special guest host, Daniel Shouty D. Williams. Hello. Thanks for hanging out, guys, and coming by. Well, shall we jump right in? Let's do that. Cool, cool, cool. Let's jump right into it. All right. Uh, so now that the first season has completely finished, which feels really weird, how does everybody feel? I feel fantastic. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> I feel good about it. Yeah. Curious and sad? Fair. What's going to happen next? I don't know. <laughs> Nobody knows. Mm, true statement right there. <laughs> no one really knows yet. <laughs> I know. Do you? How do you How do you feel about season one? Turned out pretty well. Good. Glad we're all... We all seem to be pretty happy with it. I No, I loved us. it. I loved it. And I loved the whole process, really. Like The whole process? Well, I mean, like, sure, there were moments yeah. of frustration, but, like, whatever. That's always <laughs> going to happen. But all in all, I loved writing it. I loved being in it. I loved talking about it. I love it. My favorite was table reads. Yeah. yeah. Those were a lot of fun. Those are fun. Everyone's there. It is fun, but they're so long. I just whatever. I ain't got shit else to do. Guys. So it's... lots to do. There's lots to do. <laughs> eating, eating yummy foods, drinking some beer, talking with each other, being in, in character, enjoying each other's company. Yeah, I it love... is cool to get to hear for the first time when people deliver a line that you've only read, and they do a way better job of it than you had imagined. I think that is. Pretty great. Or like the the alt lines that come from riffing and stuff. Yeah. That yeah. End up being fun. It's a really nice collaborative effort at the table reads because even though like Liz and I wrote episodes together, we don't know necessarily how people are going to react to each other during the episode. Um, and so getting to see everybody feed off each other's energy and stuff like that was a lot of fun. And that always were meant last minute edits happened because of that because someone would be like wait how about this word instead or that doesn't quite make sense how about this and because you know when you're hearing things it's, every instance it, of earth should be earth exactly yeah, right. yeah. perpetuity <laughs> <laughs> unless you're from earth in which case it's earth oh yeah or if it's in space it's like space college or yeah right Exactly. Space Museum. Space books. We got a little ridiculous with that, but it's still one of my favorite things. <laughs> Is everybody happy with their performances? No. <laughs> really? No. No, I kept thinking of ways I could have done it better. Like when you later. heard it back? Yeah, when I was listening to the episodes. I also have been listening to Good Morning Space America at 1.5 speed, which... I enjoy, but I've been listening to Space America is the only podcast that I listen to at real time speed. Uh, and I keep hearing things where I'm like, gosh, I was talking kind of slow because everybody says that I talk too fast. So I made a real effort to talk slow. And then I was like, why is Evelyn such a slow talker? But is she really or are you just used to hearing everything really fast? Hard to say at this point. I think almost everybody did really good jobs with their parts. However, there are some performances that I... I was like, wow, that was way better than I had thought that it would go or way better than I could have done if I had been that person. And I still listened to mine and I was like, well, you know, it's a not the worst thing I've done. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think everyone's kind of their own worst critic when they hear themselves and they're like, oh, man, I wish I could have done that. Or like if I had heard it, I would have done this differently kind of thing. But when everyone else hears that part, they're like, 
that was wonderful. Like, I don't think there was any part of Evelyn that I was ever like, if only Stephanie had done this thing instead. I think some of it is that some people get like really good, funny parts and some people get parts that are more serious and some people get parts that like handle more exposition or parts sure. that have more of like an emotional arc. So even though I don't think I could have done the kinds of deliveries that Jay Wine did for Cookie, some of her deliveries, I'm like mad that I couldn't do that. Like <laughs> when she was like easily the sexiest, sexiest bear. bear. Still oh my, my favorite God. thing Amazing. ever. Yeah, yeah. so good. That was all in the delivery too. Yeah, like, I never would have delivered it like that if it had been me. I would have been like, mm, easily the sexiest bear. It just, but hers was so much better and funnier. <laughs> and that I'm like mad about it. <laughs> and she's not here to defend herself. She's not. <laughs> no. Why would Screw you? Cookie. <laughs> I'm glad she's dead. Oh, wow. I, that's not true. Please, please Big, don't. Wow. Please Spoilers. Don't. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what happened in the story. <laughs> I can't listen to the wrestler voice with me doing it. Really? <laughs> On a recording where I can, where I'm within earshot. Yeah, I can't. I like it so much because it is like, ex- I feel like it's extremely Texan in a way that you yeah, typically are not. Yeah, I like it. Probably so. I I like the wrestler voice. I just Me it's too. too weird. I can't. Yeah, I just I can't handle it. Uh, like I get that. I've heard tell that it was that it went fine. I have no proof of that. And you did <laughs> you did exactly what all of us asked you to do, and you mm-hmm. pulled it off, and you managed to somehow keep that voice for an entire season. Yeah. Switching back and forth between. I'm really I'm really glad that the jig is up because I don't want to do that voice again. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, were you happy with your historian? Sure. Cool. I mean, I yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I, I mean, it was. It, I did what I set out to do. I think I. What did you set out to do? I thought it sounded like the Joker a little bit, even though you said that it didn't. I disagree. Ooh. No, I was really trying. I mean, <laughs> I was going for you know like a like a psychotic like southern. That was pretty evil. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. I really enjoyed it. And then we have our other boxer voices, or wrestler voices, I'm sorry, wrestler <laughs> voices. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's easy. Yeah. Although it was a little, there were a couple times that I noticed that I kind of went back and forth between them when I was like the other, like voicing Chutney with a little bit of a lower register and then yeah. having to go like <laughs> slightly lower down here. And it was just uh, I see that being difficult. not as consistent as I would have preferred it to be. I felt pretty good so. about that. I was taking cues from Macho Man Randy Savage. So <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was a pretty good Macho Man uh, impression. Yeah. Which is all I was going for. William, we pretty much wrote Paz as you, so like you didn't have to do a whole, whole lot. <laughs> I still beat myself up over everything. So <laughs> I, 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 um, I think I guess my, my only criticism of myself is that I hate myself. No, <laughs> I, uh, Stop I just, it. I, I, I talked it. too fast in some some things, and like even though you know we had to redo lines because I was talking really fast. But I and also that would be think really my only, I guess, I think really, it became a like a character, right? Like Paz yeah. is a really yeah. like energetic, like he like that was yeah, part was really of excited. his character. So I was he going was for, easily excitable. Like the goal is to make sure that you're enunciating everything sure. in in this in this particular medium. So. I can criticize myself. If everyone else loves me, that's awesome. We yeah. do. <laughs> I think all of us who recorded with you previously were glad that you did not have to do a difficult voice like you did. Oh, gosh. For Beginner's Ted. Guide Read to shake your head back and forth, to flap your jowls. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Ted. I do miss 
Teddy. I do miss Ted. He's a little bit, he lives inside of my heart. I, I have mixed feelings about Felix. I love Felix as a character and I feel very connected to Felix at this point. I don't know what I could have done to change my Felix performance. I'm just not, there are moments I'm very like happy how it came out and other moments I'm like, eh. <laughs> like, well, like, what do you... Like not. in the delivery or? I don't know. It's just, it was, it was always kind of a difficult voice for me to keep and deliver. And then as we gave Felix more lines, I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so like I did it to myself, but. um, Yeah. It's your own fault. Yeah. It's all of our, the writer's faults, but. uh, No, just you. Yeah. 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 Like how, how Bill was saying, like he's not 100% happy with his paths. Like, I don't know what I could have done differently. I'm not. Just do what I do and don't listen to it. Just <laughs> don't. Just pretend it was amazing and you have no proof otherwise. The thing is, I like would... I like how I do Felix when I'm like really, really angry at people or yes. in the process of fighting people. Nailed it. <laughs> like, I like that Felix. <laughs> I need to figure out how to do that like in everyday Felix. I think Felix had some, I think speaking from having done Joan in the previous podcast where it was just like a lot of exposition. Yeah. Sometimes there's just, when you're the person who's doing the info dump it's hard to do a like don't make that face <laughs> it's hard to be the person who has the exposition but doesn't have any emoting or yeah. like yeah. comedy yeah parts where you're just like i'm conveying this information from you to you therefore now the audience knows yeah you're welcome that's why i think like i progressively liked my performances felix like as we went on and as it became less just that because that was hard at the beginning anyway so what did everyone enjoy most throughout this process? Was it the table reads? It was. I was just about to say, I already did mine. Finishing the last episode. I like to put a cap on a thing. Yeah. I like to start a thing and then finish it. You are a completist. I like to know that I did a job well done. You did do a job well done. It's like just, you did an excellent job putting this all together. I wasn't involved in the process like I was with uh, a beginner's guide. I didn't write do any writing on this, but... I think my favorite thing about this in general is just seeing it go from conception to finish. I mean, there's nothing better than actually seeing something be completed and it's awesome and everyone had a great time and it turned out excellent and, you know. Hearing that first episode was really exciting now that I think about it. Like, because I had never listened to a beginner's guide or been part of that. So I, we did this, we did this table read and then we did a bunch of recording and I was like, gosh, what is this going to what is this going to be like? But I listened to it. And I, there was like, there were sound effects and people's voices were, the volume was correct according to how far away they would be from the action. And they I was, moved from one ear to the other. They did. And I was like, holy crap. It's like a professional person did this. And uh, <laughs> I mean, a professional person did do it. I am a professional person. That's the joke. <laughs> no, you're pretty amateur as a person. <laughs> well, I'm doing my best. <laughs> oh my god, Alice, I love you. <laughs> wow. Rookie. But it was very exciting to listen to the first episode and be like, yeah. oh my god, this is a thing. It's yeah. a thing that happened. You guys should be really proud of yourselves because you worked really hard. I mean, you mapped everything out and you wrote all the episodes, you know, you and Dave, he's not here and... You know, you guys should all be really proud of yourself. <laughs> that was a little shade there. <laughs> Dave, who's not here. We miss you, Dave. Dave, who isn't with us. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, my favorite part, since we're talking about favorite parts, was hanging out with my friends. Your what? Yeah. 
That's well, what I meant about the two. I mean, there's me, the but like, who else mm-hmm. are we talking about? Well, so when we did Beginner's Guide, it was all like the people who we played D&D with. Like, I knew them from like that particular context in my life, like the D&D podcast context. But then in this one, it was some of my actual real life friends, like Allison and Lisa. And it was just really like nice to have like worlds colliding. Normally, I don't like worlds colliding, but this one was good. It was fun. Oh, and Jay Wine. That was great, too. That actually has been really fun for me because... <laughs> It was me meeting a whole lot of new people. I've had Ian and Dave and Kat in my life for a while. But the rest of you are newbies to me, and I'm happy. And you're stuck with me now. (laughs) I think my favorite part was probably... The Table Reads is a close second, but I really enjoyed writing all these like little ditties, like the transition music. Yeah, that was fun. On my phone. I I totally forgot about all that. Messing around with it and just beeping and booping and be like, yeah, that's fun. There you go. Those two things are, were my favorite for sure. Well, we talked about what our favorite parts of doing all this was. Do you have a favorite character and it doesn't have to be your character? Iggy. Because of his lines or because of Nate? Both. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was the combo was good. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mother Mary might have been my fave. And I think I was like nervous about how Lisa was going to do because I'd never heard her do anything like that before. And it was so perfect. And I had no idea that was what I wanted Mother Mary to sound like having read the scripts until she did it. And I was like, no, of course that's what she would sound like. Yeah. It was pretty good. And for that being actually, that ended up being such a huge role. Yeah. Could have gone wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know she, I know she was super nervous about that, but she did an amazing job. I hate being put on the spot for this. I can't pick just one person. Everyone did such deli- a fantastic job. <laughs> but then, was there a character that like... I mean, it just... Nate nailed Iggy. Yeah. Um... Dave did really, really great as the. <laughs> it was hot. Get it. Yes. That's the fan. Oh my film. god! I forgot. <laughs> Dick Lazier <laughs> was so good. How could I? And Maggie the Minx. They were both extremely good too. I, 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 I want more Maggie in my yeah, life. Yeah, I loved. I love what Mickey did. Anyway, yeah. you were saying, well, William. I mean, like. <laughs> You know, Adam's lazier is classic. Uh, Amazing. Jay Wine is super funny. I mean, she is really good at any voice. I can't just pick one. You guys, everyone's really good. And more. I think <laughs> the for, others as well. <laughs> I, I have said this from the get go, but like Paz is my favorite character. I love Paz. Someone who I could listen to and like it always just like cracked me up is probably a tie between Iggy and Lazier. For me, it's between Iggy and Paz. Those were probably my two faves. But like anything that Jay Wine touched was automatically hilarious. And I really enjoyed yeah. that. Jazz and Viper always made me really happy too, though. <laughs> but mostly when they interacted with each other. <laughs> Daniel, did you have a favorite character to write? No, they're all my children. Yeah, no. that's kind of how I feel about them. I, I love, I love them all. all of them. I wouldn't be able to pick. I do really love all of like Your Sophie's choice. I never found I never found writing anyone to be particularly difficult uh, because I'm better than everyone else. So. <laughs> That's why. Christ. <laughs> I have a healthy ego. <laughs> that is one way of describing it. <laughs> cool. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll, we'll have some more, more questions <laughs> and have more conversation. That's what we're doing here. That's what this is. So stay tuned, ZJ. <laughs> I forgot about ZJ. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thanks for listening. Help others find our show by rating and reviewing Space America on iTunes. Check out CalamityCast.com for even more content. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to get in touch and let us know how we're doing. If Discord's your thing, join our server. If you like what you hear and you want to help keep the lights on, consider becoming a regular CalamityCast contributor on Patreon. Or if you'd like to make a one-time donation, you can do so at paypal.me forward slash CalamityCast. We appreciate your support and your donations truly make a difference. And we're back. <laughs> so where do y'all think things are headed in season two? Um, I think that everybody who died is secretly in the soul stone and that we will use the time stone to go back in time. Yeah. Uh, I think we would run into some copyright issues oh. maybe with What's that. What's a soul stone? This all sounds so Marvel-less. I don't know where. There is no Marvel. It's Marvel-less. Marvel-less, meaning there's no copyright infringement to be found anywhere. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I think that the I think that the second season Husband. will be an entirely female cast. Ooh. Um, and and there will be a lot of. I think there will be some flashbacks, some flash forwards. Anyone else? I don't. I don't know. I. I think there's so many different opportunities. I. I can't even. I'm, that's so boring of an, an answer. But I don't have an, an opinion on it. Really. You're just excited to see what happens. I am. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm looking forward to further conflict between the people with robot mods and the people without robot mods. Oh yeah. That kind of. That was one of my happen. favorite pieces of tension in the in the season. So yeah. I was really into that. The what makes a person a person thing. I don't know what I think is going to happen. I'm excited to see the political espionage aspect of it with Mary. But I also kind of want to see what Paz gets up to on his own. I know that that would get in the way of the all-female cast. Oh, Paz is coming back for real? Um, I thought that like we were just leaving him behind. I mean, it's all up in the air, really, at this point. See, I can't remember <laughs> what we've talked about in the writing room that is like for sure going to happen versus what I want in my brain, so I don't want to say too much. No one would know the difference, though. I know, but like if I say something and that ends up happening, they're like, oh, let's told us that, like... Way back when. Oh, like how Mark Ruffalo spoiled the ending of Infinity War a year ago. Did he really? <laughs> he did. Yeah. Oh, he did. So speaking of things that are possibly going to happen in season two, what happens to Lazier? He goes to the moon with the moon mole men and they take him in even though he had fought them and killed them all but one. And Lazier. Moon mole man then. And Stanley moon mole man. <laughs> Stanley. Uh, create. Aren't there like four Steves left? Yeah. There's Steve. like... I knew it was not Stanley. Yeah, they, he goes to the moon with Steve. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. Do you guys think that Lazier plays volleyball on the moon? What else would you play on the moon? Like? Badminton. Ooh, badminton. Badminton, yeah. Is Mother Mary going to give him that serum that like wipes his memories? Does she need to? I was going to say, I don't too. know if that's really necessary with <laughs> him. I think in the first scene, in the first episode of the second season, Lazier's going to get killed off. I don't think we could kill off Lazier. It'll be a big F you to the Lazier fan base. The Lazier stands. <laughs> oh, you know who should kill Lazier? His vice president. Tank. Tank. Tank is loyal. Tank should just, Tank should just shoot at the moon. <laughs> All those Fuck people you. out there in fandom shipping Lazier with Mary, they're going to be sad. <laughs> They'll start a letter writing campaign. There has been, I feel like we've talked to a few people who have talked about how they think Lazier and Mary should have a thing. No, Mary's too good for him. No, I agree. Who are these people? I that doesn't make any Adam. sense. Adam definitely said it. Oh. Adam, I Adam feel like it. someone else has too. It makes no sense. So this will be fun. Well, 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 that remains to be seen. Can I ask the question? We'll get there. For you to see? <laughs> 
What real life actor would you want to play your character if you could? If we were doing a movie. Yeah. I know who could play Paz. Adam Scott. Yeah! <laughs> no! Sorry, that was really no! Like, he would be a good Paz, I he think. He would be bad. No, he'd be a good Chutney, though. Yeah. Really good Chutney. No, Will Arnett oh, would be a good Chutney. Just from a voice perspective, Joe Will Arnett from, should be Chutney. Because yeah. Joe from Arrested Development. Oh, okay. Thank you. A person popped into my head. First, first sin, Cynthia. It's Amy Schumer. Oh, I could see that. It would work. I could. I think she could do the double voice. And it the would double totally person. work. Yeah, and I don't feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Lauren Adams. Joey Lauren. <laughs> I don't know. Who She's that got the is. voice from Chasing Amy. Yeah. Who plays Lazier? Mm, Adam. <laughs> just Adam. Adam, 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 Adam Scott. No, just regular Adam. <laughs> regular Adam. <laughs> John Lovitz. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's hilarious. That's correct. I've got a weird voice already. Yeah. yeah. No, it would work. <laughs> I, feel like the, I feel like Iggy would be like Paul F. Tompkins or something. <gasps> yeah. That would Paul be perfect. Yeah. It would yeah. be yep. perfect. That'll work. That's someone I know. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yay me. <laughs> that guy's hilarious. Did you have someone in particular for Chet's? I didn't, but as soon as I heard Adam Scott, I was like, yeah, that feels pretty good. Yeah. That even like, Fits, I feel like your physical description. I mean, we said you said a bit more blonder. Yeah. But body type that fits your description that you were saying. I have no idea. I guess Will Arnett makes the does the voice better, but who's the gal who was the police officer in Fargo? Not Francis McDormand, but in the TV show Fargo. Allison Tolman. That's who would be Evelyn. Yeah, you're right. That's good a good choice. choice. Yeah. Who plays Ace? I'm gonna say Danny Pudi. Yeah, I'd yeah. be okay with that too. What about the Canadian? What about Gary Oldman in a lot of makeup? Gary Oldman can play anybody. Gary Oldman would be the historian. Yeah. That's yes. But but we wouldn't hire Gary Oldman because no. he's anti-Semitic. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Is he really? That's a bummer. Oh, I didn't know gross. that. Huh. So Michael Fassbender can be the historian then. Yes! Okay. I'm sorry, I just love him. <laughs> <laughs> what about Mark Hamill for the Canadian? Okay. Oh, oh there you go. You have his number? No, but Sometimes I do follow him on Twitter, and well, he does respond to tweets, so... I feel like it's just. I've seen a, you tweet at him. He's never. I've never seen a response. It's a matter of time. Oh, you know who play wings? Uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that right there. Write it down. Get her number. You have her number? I don't. Do you uh, follow her on Twitter? <laughs> I don't. Okay. Well, we're never gonna cast her then, I guess. <laughs> oh goodness! All right. So the next question is the character you played, and I guess if you played more than one character, you can think about it. But your main character that you played. What would their favorite song be, their favorite band, movie, book, etc.? Well, that's uh, tough. That is really tough. I don't know if I like this question. Well, it's 100 years in the future, right? Well. So what's popular then? <laughs> yeah, whatever the best thing the is. The Rolling then. Beatles. I think that Chutney's favorite band is uh, Dave Matthews Band, probably. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. <laughs> Obviously, Paz wants something classic rock. Evelyn likes Avengers 32. It's not a... <laughs> Soundtrack. I mean, she it, said movie was in there. All right, I wasn't listening. No, I don't like this question. I'm abstaining. I didn't get into Evelyn's head enough to make that determination. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I didn't really main, either. I didn't have a main character. So, what's the historian's favorite book? The Necronomicon. The Necronomicon. The Necronomicon. That would be a great podcast. Yeah, that yeah. would be. Oh, Sin liked uh, Sun Tzu's The Art of War. Mm. What about Felix? Mm, something like War and Peace, um, and some nonfiction books. Maybe. Not war. What is it good for? Yeah, war. some huh. some 
learning how to be a good leader. That I don't know what what self help books out there there might be, but I feel like leadership Felix, for dummies. Yeah, I feel like Felix would be making friends and influencing people. Yeah, <laughs> how to manipulate everybody. The Petit Prince. Yeah, 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 yeah. By Machiavelli. <laughs> <laughs> Felix would be looking to all the past wonderful leaders to learn how they would be the best future leader. So the art of the deal. Well, finally, the last question that we have is which cast member is most and or least like their character they play? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't feel like that's a bad thing. There were specifically lines that Daniel was writing. He's like, this is like my wife. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if me being like Paz is a good thing (laughs) or a bad thing, (laughs) but I could totally see a lot of Paz's traits is me for yeah. sure. A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for the archaeology, but I do love me some Indiana Jones. So. <laughs> I do love to dig. <laughs> <laughs> and motorcycles. Yes, motorcycles. No, no, I'm not really a motorcycle person. You get this guy on a Vespa. Whew. Ciao. <laughs> Maybe Adam and Dick Lazier are the farthest apart character wise. Uh, <laughs> spend some more time with Adam. <laughs> Maybe not. It's not fair. He's not here, not here to defend himself. I don't feel like I'm very Felixy. Nah. I love Felix and I'm very connected to Felix now, but I don't feel like Felix and I are very similar. <laughs> not very much like mine either, I don't think. You're pretty chill. No, you're not. I feel like I'm most like Professor Picklebus. <laughs> what? <laughs> Grumpy, likes pizza, feels old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that yeah. is you in a nutshell. There you go. <laughs> you feel connected to Chutz? Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty easy to play. I uh, think Chutz is a lot like Ian, only like a slightly dickish or version <laughs> well, of Ian. Only slightly. Let's take like any like slightly negative things that might ever pop up in Ian ever and intensify them by a hundred. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I'd agree with that. You're right? It's cathartic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't feel like Kat's very wings-like. No. No. Definitely not. I think Dave and the Canadian are pretty similar. <laughs> He's always just walking around mumbling what? to himself. <laughs> Doing weird. <laughs> you can't see my body, listeners, but I'm moving <laughs> like Dave would move while he's playing that character. <laughs> I think Dave does do that. He, no, he definitely puts his whole body into it. I think Nate is Iggy. <laughs> yeah, since we don't know Nate at all. Right, like, exactly. We're just yeah. going to say Nate is Iggy. Any last thoughts from all of you fine people? I just want to thank you for, for letting me do it. Aww. Thank you. I don't think you had much choice in the matter, but... Yeah, no way. Thanks, everyone, for not being weirded out when I was like, can I be in your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it worked out. I mean, I think so. Yeah. I mean, we kept saying no, but you kept showing up, so... <laughs> I did, I did. Persistent that way. <laughs> In fact, we ended up giving you a dual character. <laughs> do you have any thoughts, Daniel? No. Cool. Just on this. Gearing up to do it all over again. Right. We need to start writing. For we, the, we do need to start writing. This summer, we'll start outlining. Well, we're going to take a quick, quick break, and then we'll be back for the Clam to Cast mailbag. For more content, visit CalamityCast.com. In addition to Space America and Good Morning Space America, we've got great shows coming soon, like Love and Lust and its companion show, Dick of the Week. And later in the year, check out Sweet Creepies, our new horror comedy. 
If you're itching for more sci-fi adventures, don't forget about a beginner's guide to interplanetary destruction. Stay tuned for even more show announcements throughout the year, because we've got a ton of content we can't wait to share. Check out CalamityCast.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we are back. It's time for our one of our favorite sections, which is the Calamity Cast Mailbag. 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 It's me. I'm here still. Yeah, Daniel's here. Everybody else left. That's okay. So, we've got a couple of questions. First one comes from Stephen Quinn on Twitter, at SumQuinn. He basically wants to know what Liz's problem is with Merrimack Caverns. Why do you hate Merrimack Caverns so much? <laughs> I swear I've had this conversation with him in person, but okay. How much time do I have? Not very much. I would like to go home and go to bed soon. Okay. <laughs> well, I also found some really interesting information, but I'll try to throw that in there very, very quick. So... Main issue I have with Merrimack Caverns, um, it is privately owned cave that is huge. They built the gift shop in the entrance of the cave, which means bats do not have any access really in or out of there, which fucking sucks because we need our bats. Bats are very, very important. Besides that, they have lights all over inside the cave which is not you know ideal for anything that needs to live in there they blast god bless america in the stage room or the theater room at the end of every tour that they do i've only been there once and i was little and i hated every minute that i was in that cave i i love going to caves i did a little bit when i knew that steven was asking this question i did a little bit of research into the history and it actually only only made me hate the caverns even more they claim like the the jesse james stuff that we talk about in episode three Three. in episode three that is because merrimack caverns does actually claim that they were the jesse james hideaway lester whatever we're very historically accurate (laughs) lester lester whatever his last name is and i'm blanking out the moment he Found there was a, a year that there was a huge, huge drought. Uh, he's the one that owned the cave and was marketing it in like any way possible to make people go there, including sending people to the Empire State Building dressed as cavemen and being on top of the building, claiming that they were going to stay there and or jump off until everyone in the world went and visited Mary Caverns. And did any of them jump? Nah, they lame. Uh, and so. There's a year that there was a big, big drought. Um, he found an area of the cave that they didn't have access to before. But since the water had gone down enough, he realized there was more to it. Found a whole other part of the cave that he didn't know existed. That's where he claims he found items that belonged to Jesse James. There is no proof that it actually belonged. Any of that stuff belonged to Jesse James and the James gang. He kind of made it all up. But to this day, Merrimack Caverns still claims... All of that is accurate, even though if you do any sort of research at all, everyone else is like, ah, there is no proof really one way or other, but things are leading to like, no, not true. So they're a bunch of liars also. And I I can continue on as in like this dude claimed that he was Jesse James at the age of 100, even though he was shot to death. And he was like, actually, that person who was shot wasn't actually me. That was just a guy who looked like me. And that was like (laughs) this elaborate plan for me to escape because, you know, I'm the world's best 
whatever. Gun guy. And, but yeah. The shoot him dude. Yeah. So he claimed that he was just in hiding under a different name for all these years, which like, if you think about it, is really cool and clever. Lester was like, that's brilliant. We're going to bring you here. And uh, had to live in the cave. uh, Close. A cabin outside the cave on the property of Merrimack Caverns. And like people could talk to him or whatever. Um, there's a whole big court case that happened because he was trying to claim that he was actually Jesse James. People were trying to prove that he wasn't Jesse James. There, again, was no proper evidence that he actually was this person. They pretty much convinced other Jesse James gang members to like who happened to still be alive, which means they were also like in their 90s or like early hundreds that this guy was actually one of them. Anywho, he died at the age of 104, still claiming to be Jesse James. They did DNA test on his body and on the original person who died, who was Jesse James. Uh, Not the same person. No. (laughs) Those two people were different people. And the original person who everyone always thought initially was Jesse James, his DNA does match better to the Jesse James family than this dude who claimed at the age of 100 that he was Jesse James. So it's just been like a long, long time of just lies and... Environmental Mediosa. bullshit that has happened within with this cavern. And like this guy was a wonderful, wonderful genius marketer, but not a great human being. And this is why just a brief, brief moment of why I don't like the caverns. Cool. Well said. <laughs> I could continue on, but I'm trying to keep it as short as possible. We have another question. Thank God. <laughs> Sorry, you told me you gave me full range on Twitter that I, I could rant, and I tried to contain myself. <laughs> Comes via calamitycastnetwork at gmail.com from James Anderson. Yay! Hey, James. Janderson. Janderson, as everyone knows him by. He says, Hey, all. Hello. So, you just want to rip my heart out and <laughs> microwave it like a burrito, huh? Yeah. Uh, because burritos are delicious. Janderson, we have discussed this on Twitter. Burritos are delicious. Great job on the ending. In all seriousness, you have really made something great. Aww. Thanks, buddy. Here's my question. Is there any world where you'd turn season two into an adventure in time where the harbingers of adventure can put right what once went wrong? Like my grandmother always said, time travel is always the answer. Well... I think no is probably the answer. No. (laughs) Time travel would be interesting, but I don't think that's quite what this show is about. You know, when I first read this question, I thought he was talking about some kind of crossover between A Beginner's Guide and Space America. (laughs) James, you really just need to listen to A Beginner's Guide, apparently. Yeah. I mean, that's what you're asking about is is, Is, we already wrote that show. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But no. No, although I wouldn't be opposed to some lighthearted shenanigans uh, in season two. No, yeah, totally. We, w- <laughs> yeah. I feel like we are. I, I feel like there's still going to be lots of serious stuff that happens in in season two, but I think I think the comedy might be able to happen a bit bit more, maybe. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I like our seriousness, though. Like, I think. Oh no, we I do too. It. Like, it's, it, it's not a uh, a dig nah. on it by any stretch. I feel like the jokes we had landed really well and were great, and they make me chuckle even still. But yeah, we could we could probably add a little bit more of that. A little more lighthearted. Yeah. Some some lighthearted political espionage. I think that's a, yeah. a worthy challenge. That exists, right? Yeah, Parks and Rec. Right. There you go. Yeah. What if Lazier comes back, but as Mother Mary's personal chef? <laughs> so first of all, you think Lazier can cook? ZJ taught him. 
<laughs> ZJ talking about drugs. <laughs> oh my god. And ZJ's like his sous chef. Fucking <laughs> with ZJ. <laughs> like, they're a duo. They they open a food truck. <laughs> now, food truck on Earth or a food truck in Space America? So I think it's they start in Space America, but they expand. Got a food spaceship. A food ship. <laughs> food ship. <laughs> Space food ship. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not on Earth. Are there other floating masses in space? Uh, what space America? Every time I call it a ship, Satellites. you yell at me. It's a space station. Station. Are there other floating space stations? It's like saying that uh, Lambert International Airport is an airplane. Like it's not the same thing. I disagree. I mean... But not definitely not the same thing. <laughs> well, yes, that specifically is not the same thing. I don't know if that. It's like calling the Death Star a spaceship. Like. Okay. There you go. I guess I guess in my brain until you started yelling at me, but that it's not a <laughs> ship. I was always thinking it being more like an aircraft carrier. That's not big enough. I know, it's not. <laughs> or whatever the, the main ship in Battlestar Galactica is. It, like uh, Deep Space Nine. She doesn't get that. It's okay, I really just wanted to get a Star Trek reference in the <laughs> it episode. It has to happen in go. every episode. Right. So. so my homework is before season two, Good Morning Space America, I need to watch some Star Trek. All, all of it. Yeah, all uh, of not it. all of it, at least a little mm. so I can join in these conversations. Yes. And not just nod and smile. So that is our mailbag. That is our mailbag. Thank you all for sending in questions or comments. You know, we always like that. So don't cease doing that. Do not cease or <laughs> desist. Desist. Cyst. <laughs> Cyst. Cyst. Yeah. Please, cyst. <laughs> or... Send us your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go. Yes, yes, yes. We got an important business. We are... Uh, Excited to announce we are doing, and I guess this really only applies to our local listeners, but Calamity Cast is doing what we hope to be the first of many Calamity Cast live variety shows. That's exciting. It is. I'm really excited about this. I'm really, really excited. So it is going to be July 21st in St. Louis, obviously, at the Heavy Anchor. Which y'all have heard us mention that a lot when we've talked to our band people. Mm-hmm. It's a really great local venue here that caters to comedians and bands and all sorts of local people. And they're absolutely wonderful there. So who do we got? We have comedians Amy Milton and Jeremy Helwig, who I happen to be married to, and he's great. <laughs> Both of them. What else we got? We got music? We, we got have music. music. Bands that were featured in the first season of Space America. We have True Friends and 305. Oh, dang. What else we got? We have live performances of A Beginner's Guide (gasps) and Love and Lust. Sounds very good. It does sound very good. And and probably. And who's hosting? Oh, my goodness. Thank you for asking, Daniel. Hey, no problem. Uh, I'm here to facilitate your greatness. Yeah, <laughs> your very own favorite Good Morning Space Miracle us. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Should be a good time. So we'll be doing a live Good Morning Space America episode, as it were. It's going to be fabulous. Yeah, I believe the plan is to drop a live recording as a Good Morning Space America episode down the line. Yeah. Cool. And I think that's... It. It's July 21st at the Heavy Anchor, 9 p.m., I think $7. Seven bucks. 
So while we're in between seasons of Space America, Good Morning Space America will continue on still every other week. Uh, we'll be changing up the format a little bit, still talking to different people in the Calamity Cast area, maybe talking to local folks, musicians, comedians, whatever else we feel like doing. Just having a grand old time because we don't want to give this up. Yeah, it, we're going to kind of tie it to the Calamity Cast kind of uh, mission statement, which from the beginning was to kind of shine a spotlight on creators in our area. So we're going to do that uh, and open up the, the format a little bit more. Uh, like Liz said, musicians that we didn't get to talk to in Good Morning Space American season one. Uh, we're going to bring in comedians, you know, other creators, hopefully other Calamity Cast podcast creators. Yeah. Uh, I would like to get in some of the, the love and lust folks in here to definitely to talk about the, the shows and more. So definitely. We'll be kind of focusing on all of that and keeping you all up to date and interested. Rock and roll. So with that, we would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode of Good Morning Space America. You can always send us questions or comments on Twitter at CalamityCast, hashtag Space America, or send us an email to CalamityCastNetwork at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. It might be about Space America. You might have other questions for us. We'd love to hear from you. We'll give you life advice. We'll give you uh, uh, music recommendations. Absolutely. I can yell at you about things I hate more. I'm sure there are other caves that she doesn't like. Yeah. And caves I do like that I can recommend in the area. So there you go. So feel free to send us those questions and comments either at calamitycastnetwork at gmail.com or on Twitter. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at calamitycastnetwork or, of course, on the old Facebook at calamitycast. And as always, find episodes of this and other great shows at calamitycast.com or wherever you find your podcasts. We'll be back in two weeks, continuing on this fun adventure with whatever we decide to talk about. We don't quite know yet, but it'll be great. So stay tuned. Peace. This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit calamitycast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 